Hi, this is Shiho. This show is read out loud version of coronavirus update from the Washington Post. Today is January 26th. Here's the latest. It's now harder for international travelers to enter the United States. On Monday, President Biden extended and enlarged a travel ban that President George Trump had enacted. People who are not U.S. citizens cannot travel from South Africa, Brazil, the U.K., and 26 additional European countries. The ban applies to most non citizens who have been in those countries within 14 days. White House Press Secretary Jim Paskey said this was a science driven response to the worsening spread of the virus, particularly the contagious variants abroad. Inside the United States, the vaccine rollout continues. In December, Biden set a target of 100 million shots in 100 days. Based on recent vaccination rates, more than 1 million doses per day over the past six days, vaccinations appear to be on track to meet that goal. But the lack of stock made throttle efforts to go faster. Vaccine supply is likely to be the most limiting constraint. Constraint early on, said Rochelle Walensky, the new Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director, to Fox News. We are really hoping that after that first hundred days, we'll have much more production. Meanwhile, in her first interview since ending her roles as Trump pandemic response coordinator, Deborah Burke said he used a parallel set of data not made by her team. Burks told CBS she saw graphs and statistics in the president's hands that were different from the ones she had supplied. In the spring, during the first outbreak, several governors ordered people to stay home. Around that same time, the job market collapsed. But those shutdowns were not the fatal financial blow, some said. New evidence shows that the economy was on the decline before those orders as people were already staying in. Stay at home orders didn't slay the economy, the virus did. Other important news Moderna said Monday its vaccine protects against new variants, though it's slightly less effective against the South African strain. This announcement follow, follows last week's similar news from Pfizer BioNTech. Police under assault in the Netherlands, fire in the streets in Israel, anger at lockdown orders as erupting into violence. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador tested positive for the coronavirus and is receiving treatment for his light symptoms. Don't be afraid to give yourself a good cry. Crying can relieve stress, especially when a friend, friend lends a shoulder or a sympathetic ear. Your questions answered. When we say 75% effective, does that mean that there is a 25% risk of still getting the virus? What exactly does it mean, especially as it relates to new strain in South Africa? Albert in Texas. We have addressed the difference between efficacy and effectiveness in previous newsletters, but it's going to come up more frequently now that several key variants are spreading around the world. Efficacy is a number we get from a clinical trial. The Pfizer BioNTech vaccine has a 95% efficacy. It was 
95% effective at preventing symptoms in the trial. Although there were thousands of people in the trials and the participants went about the days and lived their lives as they normally would, it wasn't quite a real-world test of the vaccine. Effectiveness is what happens in the real world. We already know that pregnant women were not included in the trials, but many are choosing to be vaccinated. Some underlying health conditions might not have been well represented in trial participants, and we know that the racial and ethnic breakdown of the participants didn't quite line up with the current U.S. population. Now that vaccines are out there in the real world, we are going to start to learn more about their effectiveness. It's possible they really are 95% effective. More likely than not, their effectiveness is a bit lower than that. Neither of these measures can really tell you what is your personal chance of illness. That mostly depends on your exposure, your immune system, and maybe your underlying health conditions. Efficacy and effectiveness are big average statistics taken across many demographics. The higher numbers are good, but a 95% efficacy or effectiveness doesn't translate into a 5% risk for you. For example, someone who works in a hospital's COVID-19 unit isn't going to have the same risk as someone who works at home and only lives to restock the fridge. Moving on to the variant, yes, they throw a wrench into vaccine effectiveness. Moderna announced it today that its vaccine triggers an immune response for the UK and South Africa variants. It's good news. But it also said that it wasn't as effective, as effective against those strains. It's not good, but also not terrible news. The Post carrying Y. Johnson reported that Moderna is launching two new studies to address the variants. One that bumps the two-dose regimen to three and another, another to test an all-new all vaccine specific to the South Africa variant. Today's top news. Today's top reads. Find more stories, analysis, and op-eds about the outbreak on our coronavirus page including Two days of total lockdown in a crowded Hong Kong neighborhood. Will cruises require, uh, require vaccines? One line just set a standard. We still don't know how many people are infected with COVID-19. We can find out. A teacher died of COVID-19, asked to wear masks in his honor. School board members silently refused. Deborah Burke's take her turn in reputation rehab. An aerospace engineer has a solution to soggy delivery food, SABR packs. University forces professors pack into the classroom despite COVID-19, but students get to choose. We think you will like this newsletter. This show is brought to you by the Washington Post. Thank you for listening.